Well, hello, you're listening to The Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark, and we are dedicated to exploring the cobwebby corners of jazz-recorded history. Thank you for joining us again. Welcome if it's your first time. Today we're going to be listening to the very early recordings of Duke Ellington, Edward Kennedy Ellington, who was born in Washington, D.C. in 1899, uh, started taking piano lessons, was also a gifted artist uh, growing up. And uh, he started leading his own bands in the D.C. and Virginia area about 1918, 1919, thereabouts, and uh, collected a few musicians around him, including his friend Sonny Greer on drums, who stayed with him for another 25 or 30 years, actually. Uh, they relocated to New York City in 1922, where they played with Wilbur Sweatman's band for a while. They get disillusioned after that and returned to D.C., but uh, that only lasted for a few months, and then they turned right around and went back to New York and uh, went into uh, a band that was led, at least in name, by the banjo player Elmer Snowden, and uh, they played at a series of clubs in New Jersey and New York before finally landing at the uh, Kentucky Club, which was actually called the Club Kentucky in New York, and uh, essentially kicking Elmer Snowden out and appointing Ellington the leader. It was originally a six or seven piece band and it grew piece by piece until uh, it assumed the usual proportions of a Harlem big band of the 1920s, usually about nine or ten pieces, and they began to record in 1924. So we're going to listen to uh, most of the band recordings they did during this period uh, leading up to the time that uh, they were booked as Duke Ellington's orchestra or thereabouts and uh, also started uh, uh, preparing for their debut at the Cotton Club, which was in December of 1927. We're not going to listen to all of those later recordings, but we are going to listen to the earlier ones. So we're going to hear uh, the first two recordings by uh, the Washingtonians, so-called. These two tunes uh, that we're going to begin with were... uh, both Duke Ellington compositions to one degree or another. The first one was called Choo Choo, and the second one is Rainy Nights, which he wrote in tandem with uh, uh, Alfon- not Alfonso, Joe Trent, who was a songwriter in the New York in the 1920s. So those two tunes will feature a relatively small group. Bubber Miley on cornet, he was the key member of the band at this point. Charlie Irvis on trombone, who shortly thereafter went with the Charlie Johnson Orchestra. Otto Toby Hardwick on saxophone, who was a multi-instrumentalist. He played some banjo at times as well, but he played mostly alto saxophone, occasionally soprano and bass sax, and a little clarinet as we go along. Duke Ellington on piano and compositions and arrangements. Fred Guy on banjo and Sonny Greer on drums. So those will be Choo Choo and Rainy Nights. Following that, we're going to go to... um, the next uh, band session, uh, there were several smaller group sessions that came about at the time, but uh, we're going to jump over to I'm Gonna Hang Around My uh, Hang Around My Sugar, which was a uh, Clarence Williams, or a Spencer Williams tune, excuse me, and then the Trombone Blues, which was by Teddy Nixon, a trombone player, and uh, he's not on this particular recording, but uh, he had played with Fletcher Henderson. And in this band, the Washingtonians, we're going to hear Clifton Pike Davis on trumpet, Charlie Irvis on trombone, Prince Robinson, who we did a podcast on a while back, on clarinet and alto sax, uh, probably tenor sax, actually, Otto Hardwick on alto, Ellington, Guy, and Henry Bass Edwards on tuba. And that was from September of 1925. I should mention the first one was November of 1924. Then we're going to finish off that set with one tune from uh, the next date, which was March 
1926, and that's a tune by Spencer Williams called The Georgia Grind, known for its better-known version by Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five. This is a kind of an interesting version that preserves the slowness of the melody but doubles up the rhythm, an interesting little compositional uh, conceit that uh, one assumes was by Duke Ellington himself. This is by a slightly larger band, Harry Cooper and Leroy Rutledge on trumpets, Charlie Irvis again on trombone, Otto Hardwork on alto and bass sax, uh, Don Redman on loan from the um, Fletcher Henderson Band on clarinet and alto sax, Duke Ellington on piano, Fred Guy on banjo, Bass Edwards on tuba, and Sonny Greer on drums. And that will be our set for our first early Duke Ellington set. Choo Choo, Rainy Nights, I'm Gonna Hang Around My Sugar, Trombone Blues, and Georgia Grind. All of these uh, done by the Washingtonians, led by Duke Ellington. Thank you. 
So that was Duke Ellington and the Washingtonians, the same group that was playing at the uh, Kentucky Club, a.k.a. the Club Kentucky, uh, at this point in his career. Uh, his first really permanent big band, although as we can tell from the personnel, people sort of went in and out, and he probably added a few pieces here and there for recording sessions, because the Kentucky Club bandstand was notoriously small, um, and that was probably what kept uh, the numbers down for at least a while. So we started out with Choo Choo and Rainy Nights, both Duke Ellington compositions, and we heard Bubber Miley playing cornet, playing cornet solos on each of those, as did Charlie Irvis on trombone. Uh, Ellington said that at some point around this period, and these were recorded in November of 1924, Sidney Bechet was part of the band as well, the great New Orleans clarinet and soprano saxophone player, although he was notoriously uh, peripatetic, I guess you'd have to say. He never stayed in one place long. He also didn't read music, but Ellington said he took quite a lot of inspiration from Bechet's playing and uh, his improvisations and, and incorporated those into arrangements and, and so forth, and probably well after Bechet left as well. So in addition to those two, we heard Toby Hardwick, Otto Hardwick on alto sax. We heard him play some baritone sax a little bit later. Uh, Duke Ellington on piano, Fred Guy on banjo, and Sonny Greer on drums, as I said, from November of 1924. And the label that those were recorded for was a very small label called Blue Disc. And the other recordings we're going to hear today are uh, all for the almost equally small Pathé label. Uh, Ellington did not get a a recording contract with any major labels for a little while. He had proved himself uh, worthy of selling or capable of selling recordings uh, when these small labels before any of the larger labels would look at him. So after that, we heard, uh, I'm going to hang around my sugar and the trombone blues. And both of those came from September of 1925, again for Path A. We heard Pike Davis on trumpet. He was an old-style trumpet player, played in a lot of show bands. He played in the Blackbird shows. He went to Europe shortly after this and uh, was considered a very good lead trumpet player and could play effective jazz solos as well. Charlie Irvis is back on trombone. He was there for a little while in the early days before, as I said, he went with Charlie Johnson, presumably uh, uh, Barbara Miley was off gallivanting at this point, although we know that uh, at some point in the 1923-24 period, he was performing in the show How Come, which uh, was uh, notable for having introduced Bessie Smith uh, as a singer on this particular sort of off-Broadway type of show. Sidney Bechet was on stage as well, and I think he was replaced by Barbara Miley. Anyway, but Miley was not in the Washingtonians at this point. We also, of course, heard Otto Hardwick again on alto and baritone sax. Prince Robinson probably on clarinet and tenor. He uh, was possibly a regular member of the Ellington Band at this point, although he was a good Harlem session musician. As I said, we did a podcast on him. He did some wonderful recordings with the McKinney Cotton Pickers Band, uh, with the Elmer Snowden Band, quite a few others in the 19, late 1920s, mid to late 1920s, going into the 30s and the 40s as well. And uh, He was recording right up until that point. Then we heard Duke Ellington, of course, on piano. We heard Fred Guy on banjo, Bass Edwards, Harry Bass Edwards on tuba, and no drums on that one. Then we finished up with the Georgia Grind, that kind of unusual arrangement that I'm assuming is Ellington's, although it could possibly have been Don Redmond's. Don Redmond was playing in the session. As I said, he was with Duke, uh, rather with Fletcher Henderson at the time, playing clarinet and alto sax. Uh, we hear Otto Hardwick again on alto, possibly tenor, Charlie Irvis on trombone. In the trumpet section, we have Harry Cooper and Leroy Rutledge, both good Harlem musicians. I think Harry Cooper was the soloist. Duke Ellington on piano, Fred Guy on banjo, Bass Edwards on tuba, and Sonny Greer on drums. 
And uh, we're going to hear the flip side of that recording uh, on the beginning of our next set. And this is a tune called The Parlor Social Stomp. And this is really, to my way of thinking, the first kind of involved Duke Ellington composition on record. This is a kind of a ragtime uh, format of the tune. It doesn't sound like ragtime, uh, and it's got very full scoring, lots of different things, written out solos for the band, section parts, and all that. And it was an Ellington composition, I presume an arrangement as well. It's a pity it wasn't recorded a little better, but uh, really a, a, a very good piece from this period during uh, Ellington's getting it together phase. He was uh, uh, writing for, I guess they had some shows uh, and, and dance shows and so forth at the Kentucky Club. Certainly they did at the Cotton Club, uh, which he was going would be going into in about a year and a half or so. Uh, so he had to learn how to write for dancers and backing comedians and getting performers on and off the stage and so forth. And I believe he was doing that at the Kentucky Club, and we're probably hearing some of those tunes uh, on this show today. So that's Parlor Social Stomp, recorded for Pathé and uh, Flipside of Georgia Grind, and that is on, um, it was done in March of 1926. We're then going to go to another Washingtonians thing, and these next two sessions were uh, billed as by Duke Ellington and his Washingtonians, so he gets a little more credit in that case. And this uh, uh, next tune is we're going to have the You've Got Those Want to Go Back Again Blues, followed by If You Can't Hold the Man You Love. And uh, both of those were standard tunes of the day. Roy Turk uh, wrote uh, the first one, and Irving Cajal uh, and Irving Fain wrote If You Can't Hold the Man You Love. And that band is basically the same one we just heard with the addition of a few people. Jimmy Harrison, the great Fletcher Henderson trombone player, is there and is singing. I, he actually might have just uh, was about to go with the Fletcher Henderson band. This was in uh, Jan or rather April of 1926. He had been with the Charlie Johnson band as well, and also Chick Webb for a while. Prince Robinson comes back on clarinet and tenor, and apparently George Thomas on tenor sax and some background vocals as well. He was playing with McKinney's Cotton Pickers at the time. Then we're going to hear two more tunes to finish off that set, and the last two tunes that were billed as Ellington and his Washingtonians. These are from uh, June 21st of 1926. I'll tell you the personnel on this one. Barbara Miley is back with Charlie Johnson in the trumpet section. Joe Nanton, Tricky Sam, is on trombone. Of course, he stayed with Ellington now for about almost 20 years until he died, and he was responsible for a lot of the great muted effects that will be coming up. Prince Robinson on clarinet and tenor. Otto Hardwick on alto and baritone sax. Ellington, Fred Guy, Max Shaw on tuba, and Sonny Greer on drums. And the two tunes that we're going to hear uh, from that date are... Um, I'm Just Wild About Animal Crackers, a Sam Coslow tune, very early one of his, uh, kind of a vaudeville novelty tune, and Little Farina, which was uh, a tribute, such as it was, I guess, to the character on the Argan comedies, Farina, one of the first uh, black characters in uh, the movies at the time, silent movies, of course. And uh, I will point out that the If You Can't Hold the Man You Love and You've Got Those Want to Go Back Again Blues were recorded for Janet, which is usually thought of as a Midwest label, but was doing some recording in New York in 1926. And then, um, also for Janet, is Animal Crackers and Little Farina. So, four from Janet and one from Pathé. So this is our uh, the balance of our Duke Ellington and his Washingtonians. This is the Parlor Social Stomp. I got the Want to Go Back Home Again Blues, If You Can't Hold the Man You Love, Animal Crackers, and Little Farina.
So those last two tunes definitely showed some uh, advances in scoring and playing. A very good band by that point. Duke Ellington and his Washingtonian, soon to be recording, uh, as the uh, Duke Ellington and his Cotton, uh, his Kentucky Club Orchestra, I should say. So we started out with that Parlor Social Stomp. Uh, an interesting tune, I think. Uh, one of the most interesting of these early ones. From March of 1926, Harry Cooper and Leroy Rutledge on trumpet, Charlie Irvis on trombone, Otto Hardwick taking alto and baritone sax solos, Don Redman was on clarinet and alto. I think he did all the clarinet work. He was not known as a great jazz player, but he did pretty well on this session. Did a nice little whole tone break in there as well. Duke Ellington on piano. Uh, we get to hear quite a lot of Duke Ellington's piano playing on these sides. He was a little more reluctant to feature himself as uh, time went on, although later in his life he uh, featured himself quite extensively with his band. Fred Guy on banjo, Bass Edwards on tuba, and Sonny Greer on drums. And those were recorded for Pathé. That was recorded for Pathé. Then we went on to the next session recorded for Janet uh, with the addition of Jimmy Harrison on trombone and uh, singing, Prince Robinson on clarinet and tenor sax, and it says George Thomas on tenor sax and vocals. I don't think he sang on this, or these, I should say. It definitely sounded like Jimmy Harrison singing. Uh, of course, he was known as one of the great trombone stylists of the 20s. He was playing with Fletcher Henderson and Charlie Johnson around this period and soon went to uh, Chick Webb's band as well. So we heard uh, from that particular session for Janet on uh, April 1st of 1926, we heard um, You've Got Those Wanna Go Back Again Blues with quotes from My Old Kentucky Home and all. And then If You Can't Hold the Man You Love, again, both with uh, uh, Jimmy Harrison singing in there. Then we went to uh, probably, uh, as I said, the most uh, advanced date that uh, Ellington did at this period. And this was the Washingtonians with Bubber Miley and Charlie Johnson on trumpet. Tricky Sam Nenton is in the band on trombone. Prince Robinson does some outstanding clarinet work and tenor sax as well. Otto Hardwick on alto and I think bass sax at this point rather than baritone. Duke Ellington on piano, Fred Guy on banjo, Max Shaw on tuba, and Sonny Greer on drums. And these are from uh, June 21st of 1920. 26, and this is uh, the Janet Record Company as well in New York. And those tunes were I'm Just Wild About Animal Crackers and Little Farina, neither of which is an Ellington tune. I think they may have been based on stock arrangements, but some very vigorous playing. Um, I think those, if they were stocks, they were pretty heavily doctored by Ellington and, and the band. Very uh, uh, interesting sound to this big band, which uh, uh, became even more interesting on the next session. So what about the next session? This is uh, the beginnings of Duke Ellington's Cotton Club Band, although they weren't going to be going into the Cotton Club for quite a while. Uh, as I said, this was the Duke Ellington uh, uh, Kentucky Club Band, which was um, the club where they were resident until about... Uh, May, I believe, of 1927. Then they went on a, a tour of the Shribman Ballrooms in New England, and Ellington did that for a number of years, so done a nine- or a ten-week tour. And then they came back to uh, uh, New York in the fall, and they jobbed around a little bit, but then they went in uh, to the Cotton Club in December of 1927, and uh, that's where they made their name. They had a good radio hookup. They made quite a few recordings. Um, Ellington's primary uh, recording company at the point at that point was Victor and then he went to Columbia and so forth and they uh, build it as Duke Ellington and his Cotton Club Orchestra, but Ellington recorded for a lot of other labels and he retained the name of the Washingtonians for some of those. Anyway, we're going to now hear Duke Ellington uh, and the band that we sort of consider, I guess, 
the most characteristic. We just heard from June of 1926, Animal Crackers and Little Farina. Now we're going to jump up to the end of November, and we're going to hear Duke Ellington and his Kentucky Club Orchestra recording for Vocalion. Bubber Miley and Louis Metcalf on trumpets. Joe Nanton, again on trombone. Otto Hardwick on alto, baritone sax, probably bass sax, and possibly soprano. Prince Robinson, we think, is still in the band on clarinet and tenor. Duke Ellington, Fred Guy, Bass Edwards, and Sonny Greer make up the rhythm section again. The uh, reed section was in a state of flux here for the next year or so. Uh, not entirely sure who's in here other than Otto Hardwick, whose playing is very distinctive. So we're going to start out with one of the great classics of the early Ellington canon, the East St. Louis Toodaloo. And uh, this uh, was a very evocative tune, and uh, this was the initial recording of it followed by a piano feature called the Birmingham Breakdown. And Ellington re-recorded these a few months later and then for multiple other companies later, but we're going to listen to the two original versions. Then we're going to jump up a month to December 29th of 1926, also for Vocalion. We're going to hear The Immigration Blues and The Creeper. And then we're going to finish up with two tunes from February 3rd of 1927. We're going to hear The New Orleans Lowdown and The Song of the Cotton Field. And that will finish off our uh, uh, Duke Ellington Kentucky Club Orchestra uh, sessions from that time. So this is all basically the same band. Um, there's finally some consistency in the personnel here. And we will hear the East St. Louis Toodaloo, Birmingham Breakdown, Immigration Blues, The Creeper, New Orleans Lowdown, and The Song of the Cotton Field. <laughs> Thank you. 
Have the first selections of the, I guess you'd have to call it the classic Duke Ellington Orchestra from the 20s after those warm-up sessions we heard in the first two sets. So we started out with East St. Louis Toodaloo and Birmingham Breakdown, both of which came from November 29th of 1926, and both of those were for Vocalion, uh, featuring Bubba Miley on uh, the trumpet solos. Louis Metcalf also played trumpet. He played some of the straighter, more Louis Armstrong type things, although I don't think he soloed too much at this stage. Joe Nanton playing those trombone solos growly trombone solos, Otto Hardwick on alto and bass sax and soprano, we think Prince Robinson on clarinet and tenor, he did some nice tenor work coming up, and then the rhythm section of Duke Ellington, Fred Guy on banjo, bass Edwards on bass, or tuba rather, and Sonny Greer on drums. We followed that up with the Immigration Blues and the Creeper from their next session, and that uh, featured some nice uh, tenor solos on there too, um, from December 29th of 1926. 
Actually, it was the New Orleans Lowdown, which was the next tune after that that had some good growly tenor work, presumably by Prince Robinson. And the last tune we heard was the only tune in that set not composed by Duke Ellington, the Song of the Cotton Field. And that was a Porter Granger tune. Porter Granger was a piano player who was known for blues accompaniments. He accompanied Bessie Smith on some recordings and tours. He also had a partnership with Bob Ricketts, who was another piano player and composer. And they had a music publishing uh, business for largely for African-American uh, bands and so forth in New York in the 1920s. And they did pretty well with that, I guess. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. Some early Duke Ellington uh, from the very beginnings of his band leading or recorded band leading career uh, up through the first, uh, I guess, masterpieces, you'd have to say. But there's some good things in all of these tracks we heard all the way from 1924 up through 1926 and leading up to the Cotton Club period. So my name is John Clark. This is the Jazz Focus. Hope you're enjoying these programs and uh, hope you consider becoming a member of the family. Tell us what you like and what programs you might like to hear coming up. And also, uh, if you'd like to sponsor us, we'd love to have some more members of the family in that way too. So take a look at your browser, see where that little button is for a sponsorship, uh, uh, continuing sponsorship or a one-time. We'd love to hear from you in any event. So thank you very much and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>